ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So today chapter 116 ومن اذكار طرفي النهار continuing with the types of duas that can be made in the morning and evening اذكار in the morning and evening remembrances ان من الدعوات العظيمه التي كان يحافظ عليها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل صباح ومساء So from the tremendous and great supplications that the Prophet ﷺ used to preserve God over every morning and evening, بَلْ كَانَ لَا يَدَعُهَا كُلَّمَا أَصْبَحَ وَأَمْسَى And he never used to abandon this dua in the mornings and the evenings, always used to say it. مَا ثَبَتَ فِي سُنَنِ أَبِي دَاوُودِ وَسُنَنِ بْنِ مَاجَةِ وَغَيْرِهِمَا مِنْ حَدِيثِ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ بْنِ عُمَرِ رضي الله عنهما قال So it has been reported in Sunan Abi Dawood and Sunan Ibn Majah from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar رضي الله عنهما He said لم يكن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يدع هؤلاء الدعوات حين يمسي وحين يصبح He said the Prophet ﷺ never used to leave these supplications in the evening nor in the morning. He would never leave these supplications. <coughs> And that is, Allahumma inni as'aluka al-afiyata fi dunya wal-akhirah. اللهم إني أسألك العفو والعافية في ديني ودنياي وأهلي ومالي اللهم استر اللهم استر عوراتي وآمن روعاتي اللهم احفظني من بين يدي ومن خلفي وعن يميني وعن شمالي ومن فوقي وأعوذ بعظمتك أن أغتال من تحتي. The meanings of this will come to it in each section as we go along now. قد بدأ صلى الله عليه وسلم هذا الدعاء العظيم بسؤال الله العافية في الدنيا والآخرة والعافية لا يعدلها شيء من أعطي العافية في الدنيا والآخرة فَقَدْ كَمُلَ نَصِيبُهُ مِنَ الْخَيْرِ So the dua, it begins by the Prophet ﷺ asking Allah for al-'afiyah. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-'afiyah fi dunya wal-akhirah. Al-'afiyah, oh Allah, I ask you for al-'afiyah. In this world and in the afterlife, Al-Afiyah, it is seeking safety and security from all 
types of evils that may occur, from all types of trials that may occur, from all types of difficulties and evils, you're asking Allah for safety and security from all of them. Asking Allah for safety and security from all of those types of affairs. And so a person who is given al-afiyah, who is given that safety and security from the different types of difficulties and hardships and trials and uh, calamities and uh, uh, evil affairs, a person who is given safety and security from all of those types of things, then he has been given the best of affairs. He has been given a great and perfected amount of goodness. رَوَى التِّرْمِذِيُّ فِي سُنَنِهِ عَنِ الْعَبَّاسِ بْنِ عَبْدِ الْمُطَّلِبِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ عَمِّ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ قَالْ It is also mentioned from Al-Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib radiyallahu anhu that was of course the uncle of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Al-Abbas he reported قُلْتُ قُلْتُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ that I said O Messenger of Allah علمني شيئا أسأله الله عز وجل He said, O Messenger of Allah, teach me something that I can ask Allah for Teach me something that I can ask Allah for قال, The Messenger said to him سللله العافية Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for al-afiyah. Safety and security from all of the evils and difficulties and trials. فَمَكَثْتُ أَيَّامًا Al-Abbas says, so a few days I remained upon that. ثُمَّ جِئْتُ فَقُلْتُ Then I came to the messenger and said to him, Ya Rasulullah, عَلِّمْنِي شَيْئًا أَسْأَلُهُ اللَّهِ Teach me something that I can ask Allah. فَقَالَ لِي So the messenger said to me, Al-Abbas says, يَا عَبَّاسِ أَوْ عَبَّاسِ يَا عَمَّ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أَوْ أَنْكَلَ of the messenger سَلِ اللَّهَ الْعَافِيَةِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Ask Allah for al-afiyah in this world and in the afterlife. For safety, security from the difficulties and trials and evils. Ask Allah for safety and security from those types of affairs in this world and in the afterlife. That is the dua that the Prophet ﷺ was teaching al-Abbas. That is what he was advising him to make dua for, to ask Allah for al-afiyah, for safety and security in your affairs, in your lives, in this world and in the afterlife. It's also mentioned in the Sunan of At-Tirmidhi, from the hadith of Abu Bakr, as-Siddiq, radiyallahu anhu, 
أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال سلوا الله العفو والعافية فإن أحدا لم يعط بعد اليقين خيرا من العافية In that narration of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu the messenger says Salullah Salullah al-Afwa wal-Afiyah Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for al-Afu that is pardoning of your sins and your wrongs wal-Afiyah the safety and security from evils and trials and calamities in this world and in the afterlife وَقَدْ سَأَلَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ الْعَافِيَةَ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to ask for الْعَافِيَةِ in this world and in the afterlife وَالْعَافِيَةَ فِي الدِّينِ وَالدُّنْيَا وَالْأَهْلِ وَالْمَالِ And he used to ask for the safety and security in his religion and the worldly affairs and in his family and in his wealth وَأَمَّا سُؤَالُ الْعَافِيَةِ فِي الدِّينِ So as for seeking الْعَافِيَةِ in terms of your religion فَهُوَ طَلَبُ الْوِقَايَةِ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرٍ يَشِينُ الدِّينَ أَوْ يُخِلُّ بِهِ that is seeking protection from all affairs that may harm and corrupt and create deficiency in your religion. You're asking Allah for protection from all such affairs that may harm or cause deficiency into your religion. That is seeking afiyah in terms of your religion. <coughs> وَأَمَّا فِي الدُّنْيَا فَهُوَ طَلَبُ الْوِقَايَةِ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرٍ يَضُرُّ الْعَبْدَ فِي دُنْيَاهُ مِنْ مُصِيبَةِ أَوْ بَلَأْ أَوْ ضَرَّأْ أَوْ نَحْوِ ذَلِكَ As for seeking al-afiyah in the worldly sense, regarding the worldly affairs, then that is that you are asking Allah for protection from all that may harm you in your worldly matters, from calamities and tests and trials and hardships, and other than that, you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection from all forms of those calamities and difficulties in the worldly matters. وَأَمَّا فِي الْآخِرَةِ And as for as for asking Allah for afia in relation to the afterlife, فَهُوَ طَلَبُ الْوِقَايَةِ مِنْ أَهْوَالِ الْآخِرَةِ وَشَدَائِدِهَا Then that is seeking protection, safety from the terrors of the afterlife and the severe affairs that will occur in the afterlife. Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection from all of those terrifying affairs and severe affairs that will occur on Yawmul Qiyamah. وَمَا فِيهَا مِنْ أَنْوَاءِ الْعُقُوبَاتِ And you're asking Allah for protection from the multitude of different types of punishments that will occur on that day upon people. 
And as for seeking al-'afiyah in relation to your family, فَبِوِقَايَتِهِمْ مِنَ الْفِتَنْ وَحِمَايَتِهِمْ مِنَ الْبَلَايَ وَالْمِحَنْ Then it is that you are asking Allah to protect them from trials and tribulations and keep them safe from the, the calamities and, and difficulties and trials that occur. وَأَمَّا فِي الْمَالِ And as for seeking الْعَافِيَةِ In terms of your wealth, فَبِحِفْظِهِ مِمَّا يُتْلِفُهُ مِنْ غَرَقٍ أَوْ حَرَقٍ أَوْ حَرْقٍ أَوْ سَرِقَاتٍ وَنَحْوِ ذَلِكَ Then that is, <coughs> asking Allah to protect your wealth from that which may cause it to be lost. Whether that is that the wealth, it is drowned in water and destroyed, or whether it is burnt, all of your wealth and destroyed, or whether it is stolen, you're asking Allah for protection, al-afiyah, safety and security in your wealth, that it is preserved and not lost and destroyed or stolen. فَجَمَعَ فِي ذَلِكَ سُؤَالَ اللَّهِ الْحِفَظِ مِنْ جَمِيعِ الْعَوَارِضِ الْمُؤْذِيَةِ وَالْأَخْطَارِ الْمُذِرَّةِ So you notice, in that dua, you are asking Allah for al-afiyah, for safety and security, upon the whole compass of affairs. Your worldly matters, your matters of the afterlife, your family, your wealth, in all of the different affairs, you are asking Allah, Subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you and preserve you and keep you safe and secure from those calamities and trials in this world, in your religion, in the afterlife, in your family, in your wealth. That is seeking al-afiyah. Safety, security, protection in all of those affairs. And that's why at the beginning of this dua, That is what the messenger used to begin with every morning, every evening. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-afiyah fi dunya wal-akhirah. Allah, I ask you for al-afiyah, protection, security, preservation in the worldly affairs and in the affairs of the afterlife. And he would say, Allahumma inni as'aluka al-afwa wal-afiyah. And Allah, I ask you for pardon of my sins and wrongs. Wal-afiyah, the safety, security, preservation, fi-deeni, in my religion, wa-dunyaya, and in my worldly affairs, wa-ahli, in my family, wa-mali, and in my wealth. Then after that, the messenger would say in this dua, Allahumma stur awrati, or awrati, Allahumma stur awrati, that oh Allah conceal or shield my hidden affairs, conceal and shield my hidden affairs, 
اي عيوبي وخللي وتقصيري وكل ما يسؤني كشفه conceal all of that from my deficiencies and my shortcomings and all of the things that would be displeasing to me if exposed conceal my affairs shield my affairs from the matters that would displease me if exposed conceal my shortcomings conceal my errors conceal my weaknesses and all of that which would displease me and harm me if it was exposed ويدخل في ذلك الحفظ من انكشاف العوره and within that comes the literal meaning of your aura being covered that you have garments and you have privacy and your aura is concealed and covered and for the men that is a minimum of the belly button to the knees and for the woman it is all of her body وحري بالمراه ان تحافظ على هذا الدعاء and it is worthy and deserving and appropriate and very suitable for the women to guard over this dua and ask Allah Allahumma astur awrati oh Allah conceal my hidden affairs including the physical concealment of your body with the garments that she covers herself with particularly in this time in this age that we live in ولا سيما في هذا الزمان الذي كثر فيه في انحاء العالم تهتك النساء تهتك النساء وعدم عنايتهن بالصدق والحجاب فتلك تبدي ساعدها ساعدها والاخرى تكشف ساقها وثالثه تبدي صدرها ونحرها وأخريات فعلنا ما هو أشد وأقبح من ذلك Particularly in this day and age that we live in It is very important that the women guard over this dua And recite it morning and evening Oh Allah conceal me Conceal my hidden affairs Including physically my body In a time where nakedness and lewdness and these affairs have become widespread at a time when women do not preserve their concealment and there are some who will expose their arms in public and some who expose their legs in public and others who expose their necks and upper area in public and others even worse than that of what they expose in public worse and more disgusting اقبح من ذلك بينما المسلمه الصينه العفيفه whereas a woman who is preserved and chaste تتجنب ذلك كله she stays away from all of those things a woman who is safeguarded preserved صينه and afifa chaste and modest and has humility she stays away from all of that all of this exposure the women 
present upon themselves in public. وَهِيَ تَسْأَلُ اللَّهَ دَائِمًا وَأَبَدًا أَنْ يَحْوَضَهَا مِنَ الْفِتَنِ And she must ask Allah always, constantly, to protect her from those trials and tribulations that are widespread in this day and age. وَأَنْ يَمُنَّ عَلَيْهَا بِسَتْرِ عَوْرَتِهَا And that Allah blesses her to keep herself concealed. Blesses her with this, that she keeps herself concealed and preserves her honor and chastity and dignity. She must make dua to Allah, that Allah keeps her firm upon that and not to fall into the desires and the whisperings of the shaitan to uncover and expose herself in public as the women they do in this day and age. Then in the dua, the Prophet says, وَآمِنْ رَوْعَاتِي And make my fears, or give me safety from my fears. آمِنْ رَوْعَاتِي Give me safety from the affairs that I fear. هُوَ مِنَ الْأَمَنْ ضِدُّ الْخَوْفِ وَالْرَوْعَاتِ جَمْعُ رَوْعَةِ والخوف الحزن ففي هذا سؤال الله أن يجنبه كل أمر يخيفه أو يحزنه أو يقلقه وذكر الروعات بصيغة الجمع إشارة إلى كثرتها وتعددها So the messenger here used to make dua saying آمن روعاتي Keep me safe from the affairs that I fear Keep me safe from my fears and those fears and grievances, things that cause you to fear or things that cause you to grieve and be saddened over matters, that Allah protects you from all of those worries and concerns and depression as people say these days, to protect you and preserve you from that state. And how many people they find themselves in that state, worries and concerns and depression and all of that mental, those mental problems. So here, Amin Rawati, keep me preserved and safe from those affairs that I fear and from those affairs that worry me and concern me and cause me to grieve. Keep me safe from those affairs and those matters. And it's in the plural form, Amin Rawati, indicating that there are many fears and concerns and worries that exist and people experience. So you're asking Allah to keep you safe and sound from these worries and concerns and these grievances and all types of matters that cause you to worry, to keep your mind clear and safe and preserved and comfortable and at ease away from all of those types of difficulties and affairs. And then, Allahumma hfadni min bayna yaday wa min khalfi wa an yameeni wa an shimali wa min fawqi wa a'udhu bi'azamatika an ughtala min tahti. So then here you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from all angles. 
to protect you from all sides. Allah protect me from before me, from behind me, from my right, from my left, from above, from below, from all angles, from all sides. You are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to maintain you upon safety and security from wherever that harm may come. From in front, from behind, from the right, from the left, from above, from below. You're making dua, keep me preserved and protected from all sides. Fihi su'alullah. Su'alullah al-hifaz min al-mahalik wa-shurur allati ta'aradu lil-insani min al-jihati sit. You're asking Allah to protect you from the affairs of destruction and evil that occur to a person from all angles. فَقَدْ يَأْتِيهِ الشَّرْ وَالْبَلَايَ مِنَ الْأَمَامِ أَوْ مِنَ الْخَلْفِ أَوْ مِنَ الْيَمِينِ أَوْ مِنَ الشَّمَارِ أَوْ مِنَ فَوْقِ مِنَ تَحْتِهِ The evil may come to a person from before him, or from behind him, or from his right, from his left, from above, from below. You do not know where that evil is going to come upon you from, where that trial or tribulation is going to come upon you from. And so, وَهُوَ لَا يَدْرِي مِنْ أَيِّ جِهَةٍ قَدْ يَفْجَأُهُ الْبَلَاءِ أَوْ تَحُلُّ بِهِ الْمُصِيبَةِ So you don't know from where some surprise may overtake you of some difficulty or calamity. Where, how, when, you don't know. When something like that may occur, where some calamity may suddenly arise from, you do not know. فَسَأَلَ رَبَّهُ أَنْ يَحْفَظَهُ مِنْ جَمِعِ جِهَاتِهِ So he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect him and preserve him from all angles. From wherever that calamity may come from. ثُمَّ إِنَّ مِنَ الشَّرِّ الْعَظِيمِ أَلَّذِي يَحْتَاجُ الْإِنسَانُ إِلَى الْحِفَظِ مِنْهُ شَرَّ الشَّيْطَانَ الَّذِي شَرَّ شَيْطَانِ الَّذِي يَتَرَبَّصُ بِالْإِنسَانِ الدَّوَائِرِ وَيَأْتِيهِ مِنْ أَمَامِهِ وَخَلْفِهِ وَعَنْ يَمِينِهِ وَعَنْ شِمَالِهِ لِيُوقِعَهُ فِي الْمَصَائِبِ وَلِيَجُرَّهُ إِلَى الْبَلَايَ وَالْمَهَالِكِ وَلِيُبْعِدَهُ عَنْ سَبِيلِ الْخَيْرِ وَالطَّرِيقِ الْإِسْتِفَادَةِ الْإِسْتِقَامَةِ And of course, you are seeking refuge with Allah from the greatest of the evil that you need to be protected from, that is of course the shaitan, who is lying in wait, yatarabbas, he is lying in wait, to take you, to whisper, to take you away, to the evil, in order to pull you towards the calamities, and the affairs of destruction, and to distance you away from the path of goodness and the path of uprightness. كَمَا فِي دَعْوَاهُ فِي قَوْلِهِ Just as it is mentioned, shaitan says, as Allah mentions in the Qur'an, ثُمَّ لَآتِيَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ وَعَنْ أَيْمَانِهِمْ وَعَنْ شَمَائِلِهِمْ وَلَا تَجِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ Then I will come to them from in front of them and from behind them and from their right and from their left and you do not find many of them grateful or thankful. 
So here, Shaitan himself affirms that he will come upon the people from all angles, from all sides. فَالْعَبْدُ بِحَاجَةٍ إِلَىٰ حُسْنٍ مِنْ هَذَا الْعَدُ So a servant is in need of protecting himself, fortifying himself against this enemy. وَوَاقٍ لَهُ مِنْ كَيْدِهِ وَشَرِّهِ And is in need of a protector from who will protect him from the plots and evils of the shaytan. وَفِي هَذَا الدُّعَاءَ الْعَظِيمِ تَحْصِينٌ لِلْعَبْدِ مِنْ أَنْ يَصِلَ إِلَيْهِ شَرُّ الشَّيْطَانِ مِنْ أَيُّ جِهَةٍ مِنَ الْجِهَاتِ So in this dua, there is a fortification for you, protecting you from the shaytan, from any angle that he approaches you from. لِأَنَّهُ فِي حِفْظِ اللَّهِ وَكَنَا فِيهِ وَرِعَايَتِهِ because when you make this dua with its meaning and understanding and certainty in it, then you are upon the protection of Allah. You are under the protection of Allah. And then at the end of it, it mentions, وَأَعُوذُ بِعَظَمَتِكَ أَنْ أُغْتَالَ مِنْ That I seek refuge with your greatness, that I be overcome from below me. فيه إشارة إلى عظم خطورة البلاء الذي يحل بالإنسان من تحته كأن تخصف به الأرض من تحته وهو نوع من العقوبة التي يحلها الله عز وجل ببعض من يمشون على الأرض دون قيام منهم بطاعة خالقها ومبدعها بل يمشون عليها بالإثم والعدوان والشر والعسيان فَيُعَاقَبُونَ بِأَنْ تُزَلْزَلَ مِنْ تَحْتِهِمْ أَوْ أَنْ تُخْصَفَ بِهِمْ جَزَاءً عَلَى ذُنُوبِهِمْ وَعُقُوبَةً لَهُمْ عَلَى عُسْيَانِهِمْ So here in the final part of the dua, you are saying, O oh Allah, I seek refuge with your greatness, that I be overtaken or overcome, that I be stripped away from below me, even from below you, not just in front or behind or to the right or to the left or to above, but from below your feet, that you may be pulled away into some evil, uh, into some harm. And that is physically that maybe the earth may crumble below you. Physically you may be walking and the earth crumbles below you and you are dragged into it and that occurs. That occurs when you have the the certain areas, patches of land, sometimes a person walking and it completely collapses. And this is a form of punishment that may occur to some people, that they are walking upon this earth in disobedience, no obedience to Allah, to their Creator. They walk upon it with sinning and transgression and evil and wrongdoing, and so they are punished. When the earth may suck them and take them through the earthquakes, for example, that may occur from below them, and so they are taken in by the earth from below them as a recompense for their sins. It can be, it could be a punishment 
وَعُقُوبَةً لَهُمْ عَلَى عُسْيَانِهِمْ And as a punishment upon their sins. <coughs> and that is mentioned in the Qur'an in Al-Ankabut. فَكُلًّا أَخَذْنَا بِذَنْبِهِ That all of them we took hold of them by their sins. فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ أَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِ حَاصِبًا وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ أَخَذَتْهُ الصَّيْحَةُ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ خَسَفْنَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ أَغْرَقْنَا وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيَظْلِمَهُمْ وَلَكِنْ كَانُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلِمُونَ Here Allah mentions the different types of punishments that came upon the nations that passed. How some of them would be taken through drowning at the time of Nuh as an example. Some of them were taken by the winds and the storms that came. Some of them are taken by the earthquakes that occur. These are different forms that were mentioned of how the punishments they came upon the people of the past and by the terrifying sound or the scream. All of those matters they came and the people were destroyed as a consequence of them. And Allah says we would not oppress anyone but they oppressed themselves. They wronged themselves. So a person makes dua for protection from even the evil that may occur to him from below his feet. وَمِنَ الْأَذْكَارِ الْعَظِيمَةِ الَّتِي يَجْدُرُ بِالْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يُحَافِظَ عَلَيْهَا كُلَّ صَبَاحٍ وَمَسَاءٍ مَا ثَبَتَ فِي مُسْنَدِ الْإِمَامِ أَحْمَدِ مِنْ حَدِيثِ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالْ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. Also from the tremendous duas and supplications that are suitable and worthy of a Muslim to guard over, Every morning and evening is that which has been mentioned in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad from the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Man qala la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir من قالها عشر مرات حين يصبح كتب الله له مئة حسنة ومحى عنه مئة سيئة وكانت له عدل عدل رقبة رقبة وحفظ وحفظ بها يومئذ حتى يمسي ومن قالها مثل ذلك حين يمسي كان له مثل ذلك. I think we came across this in the volume, the first volume. That whomsoever says, La ilaha illallah, Wahdahu la sharika la, Lahul mulku wa lahulhamduhu wa lakulli shayin qadir. That there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah, He alone without partners. To Him belongs all the dominion and the kingdom, and to Him is all of the praise, and He is all capable upon everything. Whoever says that ten times in the morning, in your morning adhkar, then a hundred good deeds are written for you. And a hundred sins are wiped away from you. And you will have the equivalent of freeing a slave. 
and you will be preserved that day up until the evening time. وَمَنْ قَالَهَا مِثْلَ ذَلِكَ حِينَ يُمْسِي كَانَ لَهُ مِثْلَ ذَلِكَ And whoever says the dua in the evening time, then you likewise are given all of that same reward. All of that same reward. A hundred good deeds written for you, a hundred evil deeds wiped away from you. The reward equivalent to freeing a slave and preservation up until the evening or from the evening till the morning. That is the tremendous reward mentioned in saying such a simple small dua. La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. Ten times in the morning, ten times in the evening. Hundred good deeds written for you, hundred bad deeds wiped away from you. And you are preserved and given preservation up until the evening or up until the morning. And you have the reward equivalent to freeing a slave. Also, من الأذكار العظيمة التي يشرع للمسلم أن يقولها كل صباح مئة مرة Also from the supplications that a Muslim is supposed to say a hundred times every morning. To say it a hundred times in the morning. It is mentioned in Al-Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man qala, whoever says, La ilaha illallah, wahdahu la sharika lah, lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. Whoever says that, fi yawmin mi'ata marrah, a hundred times in the day, kanat lahu adlu ashari riqab, he will have the reward of freeing ten slaves, وَكُتِبَتْ لَهُ مِئَةُ حَسَنًا And a hundred good deeds are written for him. وَمُحِيَتْ عَنْهُ مِئَةْ سَيِّئَةً And a hundred evil deeds are wiped away from him. وَكَانَتْ لَهُ حِرْزًا مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ يَوْمَهُ ذَلِكَ حَتَّى يُمْسِي And he will have protection from the shaytan that day up until the evening. وَلَمْ يَأْتِي أَحَدٌ بِأَفْضَلَ مِمَّا جَاءَ بِهِ And nobody else has better than what he has done there. إِلَّا رَجُلٌ عَمِلَ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ ذَلِكَ Except somebody who physically does more than that. وَمَنْ قَالَ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ فِي يَوْمٍ مِئَةَ مَرَّةٍ حُطَّتْ خَطَايَاهُ وَلَوْ كَانَتْ مِثْلَ زَبَدِ الْبَحَرِ And whoever says, Subhanallah wa bihamdih, a hundred times in the day, then all of his sins are wiped out. Or his sins are wiped out, even if they were like the form upon the sea, meaning a great amount, they would all be wiped out. And we came across that in the first volume, that particular dua. فِي هَذَا دَلَالَةٌ عَلَىٰ عِظَمِ شَأْنِ كَلِمَةِ التَّوْحِيدِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ These duas, they indicate to you the great virtue and the great nature of the statement of tawheed. لا إله إلا الله in these duas التي هي أجل الكلمات على الإطلاق the best of all statements absolutely لا إله إلا الله the كلمة التوحيد وأفضل ما قاله النبيون and it is the best of what the prophets used to say ولأجلها قامت الأرض والسماوات and because of that توحيد the heavens and the earth are established and upright وَخُلِقَتِ الْخَلَائِقْ وَالْبَرِيَّاتِ And the creation and all of the lands and the animals and everything have been created for that reason. 
وَأَهْلُهَا هُمْ أَهْلُ السَّعَادَةِ وَالْفَلَاحِ And the people of Tawheed are the people of happiness and success. وَالْفَوْزِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ And success in this world and the afterlife. فَكَلِمَةُ هَذَا فَكَلِمَةٌ هَذَا شَأْنُهَا حَرِيٌّ بِالْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ تَعْظُمَ عِنَايَتُهُ بِهَا وَاللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ بِيَدِهِ التَّوْفِيقُ وَالسَّدَادِ and so this particular statement, the statement of Tawheed, it is extremely suitable and worthy of a Muslim that he recognizes the great importance of it and gives it a great amount of importance. And all success lies with Allah. That brings us to the end of chapter 116. And that's what we'll conclude on for today then. And we'll start the new chapter 117 from next time, insha'Allah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.